Hi, everybody. Welcome to Conversations with Calvin, We the Species. It's a Friday afternoon, the end of June. Uh, and and uh, I've been chatting with Mark now for an hour before we went on air with Mark Dersowitz. Uh, and, and, and my head is swimming, which is an apt, APT, an apt term, because we're going to be talking about Water, Inc., the rock musical uh, momentarily. Uh, but to tie in with some of the essences of Mark, uh, um, I just want to kind of uh, go over what this title of my almost two year, two year, it's two years old conversation with Calvin, We the Species. Yeah. And We the Species really simply means no matter how you slice it, we're one. And, and I came up with the title, which I trademarked in, in one day. Uh, uh, in the middle of the pandemic, there, there wasn't a place on earth that was safe from the pandemic. So we are one species. Uh, and then more importantly, uh, as Mark said in some of the texts I read about, uh, uh, climate change is the mother of all problems. It is. It's the mother of all problems. And it highlights so much uh, uh, that we are one species. And if we don't all work together quickly, 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 um, it's the ball game. Uh, and so I have been looking forward to, to this interview for a long time. You know, you chomp at the bits because it's so much of what, and Mark's going to join, uh, and, and Christine, his wife, they're going to kind of join up with a little climate optimist group that, that we formed to discuss things. You know, we're not going to change the world. It's as Mark said, talk, 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 talk. You got to talk, 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 and, and talk's going to lead to change. So the title of our session here, uh, Mark A. Durstowitz, writer, musician, composer of Water, Inc., a new climate change rock musical. Uh, he's a writer, novels, short stories, poems, lyrics, technical marketing, and he's the founding member of Mad Men and Dreamers, which I just listened on Spotify. I, I don't go to Spotify often, but I did. Uh, and and the music is haunting. Uh, it's maybe too haunting. Did anybody ever say it's too haunting? Um, but it, it, I just came up with a whole new thing here. Too haunting. So uh, I, I'm thrilled, Mark. Uh, and and how about if thrilled you're here? Uh, Happy to be here. Yep. And how about if you do a little bio and, and a little introduction, and then we, we've got some things to talk about. Okay. Um, anyway. My name is Mark Durstowitz. Uh, my middle name is Andrew, so my initials are MED. Yeah. Which is which is part of where MED Elf comes from, the production company. Um, my wife, Christine, has been the elf for 27 years. Um, uh, born in Jersey City as, as uh, and, and, a, and a Jersey boy um, for most of my life. I was in and out of there a few times because, for, you know, for work, but uh, spent most of my life in, in New Jersey. Um, my daughter was born in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. Uh, Chris and I met in, um, in New York City. She was born in Flushing, Queens. Um, and, you know, the kids grew up and they got uh, they got out on their own and they ended up in North Carolina. And so we eventually moved to North Carolina because I've got three little kids, one who calls me grandpa, one who calls me grampy, and another one who calls me papa. The oldest one that calls me grandpa is probably the closest to being right. 
I like so, that. I, but um, you know, when when you have children, um, and and when you have grandchildren, if you are at least a reasonable parent, you think a lot about their future. Um, and it was it was watching my kids grow up and become parents and watching my grandchildren grow up, the oldest one is gonna be 12 uh, next month. Um, and I started to think, you know, you know, well, I've been thinking this for a while, but you know, my God, what are we leaving for them? We're leaving them this, this huge, enormous mess. And I, I realized um, with, with this project that I had something that might help. It might make people think about it. It might make people get involved with fighting it. It might raise some money for groups that are already trying to address it. Um, and that is the, the motive for what, for what we're doing. Um, we're telling a story. We're telling a story with rock music. Um, it's got a number of genres in it. There's, there's swing, there's blues, there's jazz, there's um, electronic, there's progressive rock in it. There's, there's not too much pop. There's some... Um, um, you know, roots rock kind, kind of a thing. And it's really all over the place because you're right to the character. But I, um, I said to my, my kids when I felt this urge to really get this thing moving, um, that it would, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I had something that might've helped and didn't do anything with it, no. you know? And we all know that there is great power in a, in a well-told story. I mean, you, you, want to, you want to read a well-told story, ring um, um, Silent Spring. Rachel. But, yeah, Rachel, Rachel Carson. Rachel Carson. It's, a, it's a small book. It'll change the way you think of everything. You want to, you want to read a great story about something, read Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. It will change the way you look at food forever. You know, and, and the, these, that's the reason that these stories exist. That's the reason that artists exist. We are society's immune system. It is our job to jump up and down and go, um, you better look at this over here. <laughs> this is a bit of a mess. You know, and, and that's, that's why we do what, we, what we're doing. I've been a keyboard player, um, rock, progressive rock. Um, I, I worked with a Southern rock band in Maryland for a while. Um, I've been playing for 54 years, wow. thereabouts. Wow. I, I, it's hard to remember. <laughs> <laughs> and I've written so many, written, yeah, I'm a writer. Um, I've written so many uh, uh, lyrics and so many songs that it's, it's kind of hard to keep track of them at this point. Um, but we're, we're here, we're trying to do something that needs to be done. Um, it's, you know, it, it's, it's funny that the, um, the, down here in North Carolina, the, the church um, community is really huge. And uh, there was a guy at church that, that somehow found out that we had this rock musical. And um, he started giving me stuff to read. And uh, he, he said, he said, what you've got is something called a holy ambition. And I went, what? <laughs> you know, I'd never heard of it. And he goes, no, read this book. You know? And I read the book. I was like, wow, you know, um, son of a bitch. He, he might be onto something. Um, and, you know, talking with him, he, he talked you know he was one of the, one of the many people that talked us into to really 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 um working on this thing and really getting it going and the, the pastor of our church said he goes he goes now whenever you embark on something where you're trying to do a good thing the attacks will come from the place you least expect them and this is how i know that we're on the right track because as the same time as things are provided for us that we need 
we have to fight off problems and 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 there are they are stupid problems a lot of them um and and just dumb stuff i was working out here one night and all of a sudden the computer emits this wild squeal and shuts off and i went uh-oh <laughs> that's that's that could be permanent so I, I i pulled it apart and it turned out that the that the sound card had gotten just a little bit loose but it was enough to scare me you know it was enough to scare me and that little that little nagging doubt that we all have in our minds that says you know you're not going to be able to do this you're not going to pull it off you know, well, you know, yeah, well, up yours, yes, I will. I, you know, put the card back in, <laughs> put the case back on, lit it up, and went, okay, it works. And I got back to work. Um, but that's that's basically the the you know the, the long and short of it. My my background is in rock music, um, more than anything, though I, I love most genres uh, that are done really well. Mm -hmm. Chris um, has a has a degree in musical theater from the, from the Hart School. Wow. So he brings that you know that sensibility um, wow. into it. And that singing style, which is so important, if you if you if the lyrics are important, and they are, they're very important. Um, other than that, I, I you know I'm um, I'm sitting here talking to Cal. <laughs> hey, uh, before we go on, I, I just have to thank Grace Agnew, yes, uh, who put us together. Grace, uh, a dear friend of mine, who was the author of Sanctuary, and yes. that uh, uh, and that uh, aptly. Uh, uh kind of brings uh and she kind of brought us together she's in the climate optimist group with me grace and i you know grace is from rutgers so we've had this great uh and and i had to acknowledge her because she brought us together and and uh and i actually believe that there's so much commonality of thought yeah was indeed uh with us uh that uh, it was kind of a, a spiritual intervention on, on her part so thanks to grace uh by the way uh, just showing the logo to water inc and I'll, I'll show it a few times throughout our little session it's, it's a great logo it, it's powerful um by the way it's great um uh so uh just quickly uh an overview of what you think about our wonderful environment and climate change just a quick overview. Uh, uh, just throw some stuff out there. We yeah, it's it's easy. I, I've been I am you would call I guess a naturalist. I, I studied animal behavior in college. I, I was a, I was a bio major and a psych minor, um, and I ran right into the, the 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 math that makes up most of chemistry, and I came away bleeding. Uh, <laughs> you know, and the the funny thing was I went to Ramapo, you know, up up in Mawa. And the funny thing was, I get really, really frustrated and I go down to the music wing and I find a, a room with a practice piano in it. I go in the room, close the door, bang on the piano for an hour. And one day my biology professor walks by, stops at the window, takes a step back, opens the door and he goes, is that you playing like that? And I went, uh, yeah. You know, I was 18. Yeah. And he goes, you're in the wrong program. <laughs> he closed wow. the door and walked away. Wow, that's brilliant. You know, because I was 18 and I didn't know my, my butt from a hole in the ground, I didn't pay much attention to it. And then a week or so later, my animal behavior professor did the same thing. <laughs> you know, she happened to walk by. I don't know if they were talking about, you know, about it or not, you know, but you know, this the, the same conversation happened. And I and I just looked at her and I went, Oh, okay, you know, and she closed the door and I went back to what I was playing and life got in the way and I didn't think about it much. Um but I spent a lot of time walking around in the, the forests of the eastern third or so of this country. Um, I, I love to hike. Chris, that's one of the things that Chris and I do together. Well, we do all of this together. 
but there's one of the things recreationally that we do together that we really, really enjoy. Um, I hike generally with a full pack because I'm trying to stay in good shape as, you know, as, as, as time <laughs> winds out on me. Um, but um, I noticed the changes just in my lifetime and they're, they're, they're frightening and they're desperate. Um, I, was, I was telling Cal uh, before, before we, we went live, I grew up in Pompton Lakes in New Jersey and Pompton Lakes has an enormous lake. Um, and when I was a kid, we used to build bonfires on that lake. The, the, the pile of wood would be, I would say six or seven feet tall before it was lit. And the flame would be, you know, 20 feet in the air. And I couldn't understand why it didn't burn a hole in the lake until my father pointed out that two feet of ice is, is so much mass that the, flame, the, the fire couldn't possibly do anything to it. And while I didn't understand it all because I was a kid, Later, I, I, I did understand it. Um, it wasn't uncommon for there to be a foot and a half, you know, two feet of ice on that lake during the summer. It wasn't there in the winter. It wasn't uncommon for it to be 15 below zero in February in the morning. You know, when I, when I had to get up on a weekend and go walk to the gas station to pump gas because my car wouldn't start because it was too cold. Um, I watched that melt away as, 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 as an adult, as, as, as a young adult. Um, when I was in, 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 I want to say seventh or eighth grade, there was a guy doing donuts on the lake in this great big, huge Buick. And I, I couldn't believe it. It's just <laughs> looking out the window of my jaw down and the teacher goes, Mark, what are you looking at? I said, there's a guy doing donuts on the lake. <laughs> you know? And he looks, he's like, oh my God. We, you know, the whole class watched this for a while. And then the cop showed up, you know, and basically bullhorned him in off the lake, gave him a ticket. But it hasn't frozen like that in 40 years. Wow. 40 wow. years, at least. Wow. You know, when we got in like 97, we got this huge snowstorm um, uh, up there, you know, especially in the northern parts of the state. We got we got cream. There's like two and a half feet of snow on the ground. My son, my wife and I, we all went for a walk, you know, you know, and we're walking around in the snow because it's a fun thing to do if you're if you're a northerner, especially if you've got cold weather blood in your ancestry, you know, like I do. And we got to the lake and my wife and my son went, oh, look, there's ice, there's snow on the lake let's go. And I went, no, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> and like, why? And I said, I can guarantee you it hasn't been cold long enough. That is not safe. Right. It's got for at least two weeks, you know, below, below zero, you know, for at least two weeks to freeze solid like that. You ain't going out there. And, and my, my, my wife said, Oh, okay, no, I get that. My son's giving me a lot of garbage because you know, he was a teenager, you know? And, and, and I said, look, you're not going out there. If I have to knock you down in the snow and smother you, you're not going out there. <laughs> you know, so he, he, he backed off, but that was the only time uh, that I can remember that, that it even froze enough to have snow on top of it. Um, it's, it's just sad because you know, the, uh, the, the change in the environment, especially up there, when we would hike, we would walk for miles on the Appalachian Trail in New York and New Jersey, or, um, in um in in harriman you know in and around there and never hear a bird wow. we we heard the occasional blue jay crows um the occasional cardinal uh, uh there's a woodpecker i think it's the red crested pelated woodpeckers woodpecker or something like that they're pretty big um we would hear them uh, one of those every now and again and we would see raptors you know, and, and it was dead quiet. And, and I, I, I remember, you know, I remember saying to Chris, I said, this is not right. When I grew up here, there were whippoorwills in the evening. You know, there, there, we heard bobwhite quail, 
you know, fairly regularly. There, there were night jars, you know, around that were that were singing. I haven't heard any of those, you know, in 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 more more years than I can remember. Um, and um, the the one thing that that is doing well from a, from a population point of view are the vultures, and that's not a good sign. And and we have the same problem. It, it's less down here in North Carolina. There are songbirds down here, thank God. Um, when we backed the, the, the truck into my son's driveway, we stayed with them while we were looking for a house. I opened the door and I heard songbirds. I went, oh, thank you, God. <laughs> you know, because it was something that I, that I really, really yeah. missed. That's just in my lifetime. I'm, I'm 64. And that's, you know, that I, I'm, I'm taking into account from when I, I could first be out alone, you know, you know, at night at about maybe 10 or 11 years old. You know, as long as I stayed in the neighborhood, you know, up until we moved, you know, down here five years ago. Um, and, and it's just it, it's if people that say, you know, well, it's not happening or something like that are not paying attention or somebody's paying them to not pay attention. Um, and th this is what we're up against. Yeah, I, I don't know the statistics. I read somewhere a while back we've lost 30, 40 percent, billions and billions of birds. Yes. Gone. Uh, gone yeah. and and seventy five percent of the flying insects. Yeah, and all that stuff gets buried on page twenty two. Small little thing. Yeah, nobody talks about it. People talk about you know robberies and other stuff, and uh, uh, it's just, whatever. Um, whatever. It's Friday. I want to be upbeat. Um, so <laughs> let's um, talk a little bit before we go back. To Water Inc. Let's talk a little bit about uh, music. Uh, uh, you're a founding member of Mad Men and Dreamers. Mad Men and Dreamers, yeah. Talk about it, the mission, if you can come. Yeah, talk Mad, Men and, Mad Men and Dreamers was the band that formed around the, re, the the recording of the Children of Children, which is our first rock rock musical. Technically a rock opera. Both of them technically are rock operas, but musical is more accessible. Um, you have to be about our ages in order to really understand what a rock opera is <laughs> because of Tommy and the, you know, yes. stuff like yes, that. Yes. Um, but we, 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 we were, I, I gathered this group of people to record the first, the first project. Um, and um, there was a song in it called Mad Men and Dreamers. And it's the father's anthem in this, in this story. And everybody said the same thing. That'd be a really cool band name <laughs> you know? and so we thought about it we kicked it back and forth and then trademark it um you know so so that it's 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 undeniably ours um they were very good musicians they, they were with us on our our limited run of that show at the Bleecker street theater um in in the village um where we learned an awful lot we met a lot of really cool people um and that's one of the beauties of new york you can walk down the street in new york and and, and jeff beck will walk by you know or <laughs> or uh, um, uh, Sarah Silverman will walk by, you know, and, and if you're careful about it, you can have a conversation. I, I studied for a while uptown um, with, a, with a teacher in the 70s. And you remember um, Groundhog Day? Yeah, sure. Well, remember I the guy, kept the insurance salesman, you know? Yeah, hey, sure. Yes. I saw him every Saturday morning for two and a half years. Stephen Toblowski. Yes, I would be walking up. Um, wow. The, the the what the heck is the road that go that that goes off of Broadway? Because Broadway, um, Broadway is is, is heading uh, west, uh, north west northwest, and then there's another road off to the side that, that continues north uptown. I can't remember the name of the road, but I used to see him every Saturday morning, wow. and he looked 
exactly the same on the street as he did in the film. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's really cool. My my wife, my wife, because she she took um, uh, a dance classes at Broadway dance, and she used to run into J.K. Simmons. Wow. A lot pushing his daughter in a in a, in a, in a wheelchair. That's one wow. of the beauties of New York, and, and that you live there, cherish that. You know, because yeah. because they're really cool. If you, if you just treat them like normal human, normal people with strange jobs, they're really cool to talk to. Um, but Mad Men and Dreamers, we, we toured the first show all around the area um, up there before getting the run. And um, and we, you know, while while we were in the run, we were we were mixing down the tracks for what would become Water Incorporated. Um, and a lot of things happened. Um, you know, Mario, the third writer, he retired. Um, from 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 his day job, and we all have day jobs. Incidentally, uh, he retired from his day job um, driving for UPS Freight. He now lives about two hours south of me in, in Georgia. Um, and um, <clears throat> Chris Chris uh, is an insurance coordinator. My day job is I'm a technical writer. Um, and then you know now we've got we've we've got you know um, uh, Ryan and, and and Josh and and Brent in uh, in, the, in the band now, um, and and we have been rehearsing the material for Water Incorporated. Um, the first three performances were on April 21, 22, and 23 in Cornelius, North Carolina, which is right, I mean, we're in Cornelius now, but it was just right around the corner from us up here. There's a really nice small venue um, because we didn't really know what was gonna happen. We didn't, you know, the, the previews were very, very hopeful down here. Um, we were really, really surprised, pleasantly so, at the interest in, in, in the story because it's a climate story. Um, but we didn't know what was going to happen, you know, when we played the full thing out with the full band on the stage and, and you know, and the whole cast. And it went really, really well. Um, we, I was, I was surprised to learn in a couple of days after we loaded out while I was putting everything back up in here, <laughs> you know, um, that we got a standing ovation for all three performances. Wow. I didn't know because with the way the lights were, I'm the keyboard player and I'm way in the back. I couldn't see the audience to save my life. <laughs> I saw one person in the audience and he's now in the cast. Um, he, he loved it so much that when he had a hole coming up, coming up and he goes, he goes, I really want to be in that. And we said, okay, cool. Give us a resume. Um, yeah. And he's a, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal guy named Matt Howie. Um, but what we're trying to do with this story while we were writing it, I kept saying to Chris, and, and, and we both agreed on this emphatically, we can't just play the show and leave. The show has to accomplish something. The problem is dire, okay? And we have to, we have, if we're not providing some answers, no matter how feeble they might be in the beginning, we're not doing it right. And we need to do something. So, so the mission, as we've come to call it, is, is to get people, inspire people to get moving um, help them get organized um, at, at, at a later stage once the show becomes more, more of a draw and, we're, and we've, we're really pulling in people. If we can leave a working group of people who are addressing local issues behind us everywhere we play, then we've got an army on our hands working for the greater good of our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren and everybody else's children, grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And we can preserve you know, you know, um, some semblance of, of, of order on, on this planet. Um, there is an outreach with it that, that, that I want to initiate when, when, things get, uh, when things really get rolling. People, unfortunately, don't know how to uh, vet information. And because of that, they're taking a lot of bad information. 
Um, and it's, it's a shockingly easy thing to do once, once you realize um, you know, what it is. Um, it, it's it's kind of simple. If you want to know which way a news outfit is going to spin the news, go look at the board of directors and look up the companies that the board of directors are from. Okay. If you, you're watching a news channel and there's a lot of military stuff on it, the board of directors has the heads of defense contractors on them. Okay. It's, that's really how it works. Okay. But, but there's a lot of other ways, you know, there's a lot of other things that go into it, but that's, that's a very, very simplistic way to give you the idea of what, you know, uh, it happens. And if, if, if people knew more of that stuff, if they were more educated, we wouldn't have had a lot of things happen that have happened in the past few years. Um, but that's, I, I'm, I don't want to digress uh, and, and take off from that. Um, right now we've got a, we've got a regional tour plan, uh, but this is the workshop process process. We are playing it. We are seeing what's working. We are seeing what's not working. We're changing the things that don't work. We are beefing up the things that do work. Um, it's, it's, it's a fascinating and interesting process, um, but you've got to always remember that, that you're really not working on it, but you're really not done working on it until you're working on something else. <laughs> um, I have here, which I'm going to use in my promo stuff, uh, why we wrote Water, Inc. the musical. Uh, yeah. There are things about water that why don't you tell us a little bit about um, yeah I, I wasn't sure whether i should go here because there's kind there's kind of a couple of our uh, not arcane concepts in it but well you water, say whatever you want okay water is the way our planet moves heat okay so you've got the sun the, the earth gets most of the sun at the equator okay on an average and that heats up the water and the air at the equator which drives the weather Okay, it drives ocean currents, it drives the weather. Okay, when this system, and it's a large dynamic system, it's like an ocean. Okay, the atmosphere is very much like an ocean, but just a lot thinner. When you put too much energy into any large dynamic system like this, it'll take it for a while, and then it begins to exhibit chaotic behavior. Okay, and what's, what's an example of chaotic behavior? A hurricane the size of the Gulf of Mexico which is what Katrina was, is a perfect example of, a, of chaotic weather. The series of hurricanes that flattened Puerto Rico a few years ago, one after the other, after the other, after the other, that is an example of chaotic uh, behavior. That is the atmosphere trying to get rid of some of the energy in the atmosphere, okay? It is therefore easy to say that water is the linchpin of climate change. Okay, and it will be the thing that undoes us either by too much of it or too little of it. You know, too much of it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that you've probably seen the video from the floods in Yellowstone Park, which is just desperately sad. It is a beautiful, beautiful place. I've been there, I've hiked through there. It's just gorgeous, you know? And there are houses going down the Yellowstone River right now. Okay, you, you look at any place that there's, one example of this, there's a city south of Buenos Aires that in, I wanna say 2013 or so, got 16 inches of rain in two hours. Wow. Okay, that's eight inches an hour. Wow. That it was probably 20 times more than their water um, handling infrastructure could take care of. It killed 54 people right off the bat. 
and, and the pictures of it are just horrific. Um, that's an example of too much water, too fast. I mean, we, we, you're seeing that now with thunderstorms. When I was a kid living in Pompton Lakes, five feet, five inches of rain on frozen ground nearly wiped out the lower end of town. Now we get five inches of rain in a thunderstorm, okay? And it falls in a half an hour. You know, that's how much water vapor is in the atmosphere because we've heated it all up, okay? Water is the thing that will be our undoing. You know, you've got droughts. I mean, you know, look at what happens out West California, my God, every year. There's a song in the story called From the Fire, which, which is about this. It's about the, the Holocaust that, that, that makes them evacuate uh, Los Angeles for the last time. Um, the thing that people have to know though about it is that there is still time and there are things that we can do. I am in touch, not regular touch, but in conversa conversational touch with Catherine Hayhoe, with Michael Mann, um, and to a lesser extent with, with, uh, with uh, Dr. James Hansen. Um, these people are accessible on Twitter and, and on Facebook. And if you ask them a reasonable question, if you ask them a science-based question, they will give you good answers. They will give you hopeful answers. Catherine Hayhoe's thing is reduce everything that you can and talk about it. Talk about climate change. Talk about everybody. Talk to everybody about climate change. That way, people will be inspired to act. People need to act in their own best interest. If you can tell them the story about your life that's affected by climate change, they will see that also is something that might be able to happen to them. Okay, and and if you can use that self-interest, we can make progress. And the, and the more progress that we make, the more we address this. The, the fewer fractions of degrees that we, ha we will have to deal with in the future. Wow, uh, we talked about this. You just said talk, 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 talk. I read a lot. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and in such a small way, that's what we do with Climate Optimist, which you're gonna join. We talk, yeah. talk, 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 talk. It's, um, I've said when there's a billion groups like climate optimists like yourself people talking talking when there's a billion of these groups around then we've really accomplished a lot and we're well on our way not to reversing because you can't but well yeah yes yes we're on our way but margaret mead I, was it margaret mead or margaret Mitchell? no i think it was margaret mead um said that any real change uh, all it takes is, to, is for a small, very determined group of people to, to um, be really, really active. And, and as she said in the quote, indeed, it's the only thing that ever has changed the world. You know, and, 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 she, and she's right, because that kind of thing spreads. You know, now the, 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 the gold standard that, that everybody in the activist community would like, to, would like to see is a coordination of effort with all of the groups, okay? Um, that that's an interesting problem. Um, I, 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 Chris and I were, were involved in the huge climate march up there in New York in 2015. I was uh, there. You were? Oh, sure. I, I was the stage manager at the Javits Center. Wow. <laughs> wow. I was I there. Was a sweaty man running back and forth. <laughs> I just gotten out of the hospital. I had a new shoulder put in. I was all, but I, I had to be there. And I marched actually with all the, the politicians from New York. I don't know why. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I wound up there with, with Senator Schumer and the whole gang of them. I, I marched. Uh, I, I wouldn't miss it because I didn't go to Woodstock, Mark. I didn't make it either. I was too young. My parents wouldn't let me. 
I have so I have so much guilt. So I said I ain't gonna miss nothing again. I'm gonna be there. And it was a great event. Wow. It really was. It really, really, really was. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. Chris and I were in the music block and um and uh yeah, we we contributed some musical things uh, you know, you know, to it. Um some of which which are in the in the shelf. Um and uh we we made a lot of really, really interesting friends and we worked very, very hard. Um but um at this point, yeah, we're 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 fighting for for every uh, tenth of a degree, and and we need that. And and if you're listening to this, we need you. Uh, there are groups out there in your area, wherever you are, that are working on this problem. Please go find them. Please volunteer to help them because that's what it's going to take. Correct. Yep. Um, going back to uh, Water Inc., uh, <laughs> I love these. Um, I'm sorry, I wander a lot. <laughs> no, that's all right. So do I. Uh, is there any uh, down the road? Is it uh, uh, in your um, planning that you might bring this to New York one day? Hopefully, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we 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 are like I, like I said to you earlier, we are developing a regional tour right now to work the kinks out of it. Uh, the next three shows were in Mooresville, North Carolina, which is which is two towns up north from us from here. Um, they're the end of July. They're 27, 28, 29 of, of July. Um, that's our first real stage. That's the first time we can get any blocking done, you know, with 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 the actors because they've all been concert performances uh, since then. But you know, there's that. We've got another three shows out in Matthews, North Carolina, um, eight, nine, ten of October. Um, is it eight, nine, ten, or is it nine, ten, eleven? It's the beginning of October. <laughs> um, and we, we want to take it from place to place. And we want to leave behind us these working groups of people, you know, encourage them on, on how to do this, bring in environmental groups to the shows with us so that, the, the, you know, they can get the, um, the, the spur of the moment, you know, thing from these people and, and they can sign up and, and you can get involved um, and that kind of thing. At the same time, raise, raise some money for them after I can pay my people because <laughs> they work very hard. <laughs> you know? um, but um, yeah, eventually, eventually New York, we, we don't know if we're going to license it or not. Um, okay. That'll have to be how it goes. Okay. Um, we had a guy, um, this is, this is kind of funny. Um, I, I know, I know a number of theater people in, in New York and, and um, some of them, when they found out about the project, they, they kind of left um, and then things happened. And, and what I got then was, um, are you finding what you need? you know, kind of a kind of a thing. And I was, I was like, you know, yes, I am so far so good. Thank you for asking, you know, that, that kind of thing. And um, one, one gentleman is a really, really cool guy. He comes up to me and he says, I can sell this. And, and I said, for you, for here, you know, on, on Broadway or off Broadway. And he goes, he goes, yes. Yeah. So I went, no, you can't. And he went, why? And I said, because the demographic that buys the Broadway tickets is the problem. You're talking about people that can, that can afford $200 seats. Okay. We have to we have to address this to the kids. Uh, we have to help the kids. Okay. When the kids are moving and they're rolling with it, okay, the the, the parents, the people our ages, Cal, will get sucked along, especially those of us who have consciousness, you know, consciences. Um, it's going to be the rare person that can see this, finally fully understand what's going on and say, I don't want any part of it, you know, in front of their kids. You know that that's going to be very rare. That they're they're right. they're going. You know, once the parental thing kicks in, they're going to get involved, even if it's just on an advisory status. Even if it's just you know, well, you know, that might be illegal. Let me call somebody. You know, you know, you know that that kind of a thing. But this is 
the kids are the ones that need it. I, I've been talking about this, this, this show um, a lot with college kids, every chance I get. There's, there's a couple of colleges around here and there's you know, college kids in church. And I, and I had a really, really illuminating conversation with, with two uh, young women in, after church. And um, we were talking about the show and I said, well, how does, how does that sit with you, that whole thing? And this, this one girl says to me, she goes, we're really angry. And she said it through her teeth. You yeah. know, and she said, and some of us homicidally angry. Wow. You know, and I was like, I don't blame you. You know, and she said, because we're being left a disaster. And I, you know, and I said, well, we don't want to profit from a catastrophe. This is what our plan is. And when I explained, you know, what we call the mission, you know, with, with getting people involved and raising money for, for groups and, and anything else that we can find to do along the way, she said, you know, and, and here's the thing. We're angry and we're scared, but we need you because we don't know what to do. You remember the civil rights marches. You remember Vietnam. You remember Watergate. You remember all of those times that thousands and thousands of people were able to push the government in the direction that they were supposed to go. You know, she's right. She was very, very, very right. And that's part of our responsibility as you know, if you know, boomers or whatever, I'm, I'm technically Generation Jones. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the people that came to up came to uh, to age during Vietnam. Um, I was very surprised to find out that there was that extra little dis little distinction in there. Um, but um, it is, you know, as far as adults are concerned, we've got to help the kids get involved. We've got to help the kids accomplish what they need to accomplish, even if it's with our dying breath. We have to. This is our responsibility as human beings. Yeah, I am right there with you. I've been right there with you for a long, long time. Um, and that led to my teaching at Rutgers a couple of years ago, my my reaching out to Gen Z's and, and uh, uh, understanding them and them understanding me. It's, it's, it's been, a, and, and so I agree with you. It's their world. It is. World, it's their world. Um, and we've made a mess of it. Oh, we sure did. We sure did. And, and, you know, it goes back before us, too. It, it's just been a pattern of human behavior, the industrial age. It just and it just keeps perpetuating. And, you know, uh, um, you know, you mentioned Aldous Huxley. It is a brave new world that we're handing yeah. them yes. over. Uh, so before we went on air, you and I talked about because you're the water guy. Uh, <laughs> Well, you I'm are. <laughs> you are. I mean, I get my water. It stays with me. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, you know, here, here's the thing. I'd love to just chat briefly. Uh, we, you know about it. I know about it. I, I bet 200 million people don't know about it. But the uh, the EPA just came out last week. The EPA warns against toxic forever chemicals in drinking water. Yeah. So they're saying uh, these PFAs, uh, polyfluoroalkyl substances, it's in cookware, makeup, smartphones. Yeah. It's in, uh, uh, they're saying now that 200 million people have their water compromised. Uh, yes. and, and the EPA has lowered their uh, uh, acceptable levels from whatever it was to 0 0.02 parts per trillion which is almost nothing, and they're still worried. So um, 
you're the water guy, Mark. Uh, the comments on this and, and just in general about water that you haven't said yet. We have been, it's a, it, there's an interesting backstory to water. Water is the reason that civilization developed. Okay, civilization developed to control, not, not so much control, defend water supplies for city-states and for their agriculture. If somebody would come in, like say, say if you were in, in Ur of the Chaldees, which, which was a very real place, or if you were in Uruk, which, which is where Iraq gets its name from, which is probably the oldest city in history um, on the earth. Okay, water was really, really important to you. You were very close to the, to the Euphrates, you know, to the Tigris and Euphrates River. Your entire economy worked with water. All of your crops were grown with water. Okay, and what your enemy would do if he wanted what you had is that he would poison the water. You know, that's how important water is to us. You know, it, it's, um, we have been treating water basically the way we've been treating the atmosphere, you know, as kind of like an open latrine for a very, very long time. Um, if you look at the effluent from, from plants, I know, I got, be I got a better idea, personal story. When I was growing up in Pompton Lakes, there was a place called Hirschfield Park. And that was where all the kids in Pompton Lakes learned to swim. It was a little swimming hole with a dock, you know, out in the middle of it. And, you know, it had a rope and you could only go out so far. We used to play in there all the time. And then one summer it ended. And the reason it ended is because there were uh, cleaning businesses upriver that they discovered were dumping um, clytroethane. Uh, trichloroethane into the water because it was part of the, the process for dry cleaning clothes. Now, years, years and years and years later, when I was doing defense work, um, which I regret, <laughs> but, um, I, I, there was a lot of stuff that was cleaned with that very same chemical for, for oxygen purposes, um, because you can't have any um, organic material get into um, pure oxygen because it'll blow up. Um, but so I knew what trichloroethane was, you know, believe me. And, you know, later I, I realized like, wow, that was, that was really screwed up. Yeah, you know, we've been doing that for a very long time. Um, Pompton Lake, the dam, you know, in front of Pompton Lake, there's a huge hunk of slag in front of this, the, the, the tailings from the, from, the, from the smelting process can still be seen today, 200 and change years later, you know, just they're part of the bottom of that dam and, and nobody can do anything about it. It's a great big block of iron. You know, we've been treating our water supplies horribly for a long time and getting away with it. You know, when, 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 when one side gets the, you know, one side gets, gets control of the government, they put in a lot of things that'll make things better. When another side gets in all of the government, because they've been taking a lot of money from businesses, um, everything tends to get a little worse. And I'm trying to be as politically correct as possible here. <laughs> you're, you're doing just fine. <laughs> You're doing absolutely just fine, uh, one side and the other side. Uh, it, it's really overwhelming, and we're not going to tackle that now. No. <laughs> well, no, we're not going to tackle it now. Well, uh, but uh, I, I would encourage the listeners to look up what the EPA is saying. Uh, there's a nice little thing. Uh, each individual town could put in some kind of a, a carbon filter uh, and get out these PFAs if they're so moved to do that i don't know and i i my chemist like i said i ran into i ran into the chemistry headlong and i came away bloody um i don't know i don't know what's possible with that um you know uh, i don't know if in order for an activated carbon thing to work i think uh see how to, 
I, I, I'm not a chemist. I'm not going to get I, into it. I'm not <laughs> either. I'm just going by what I read. By the way, uh, small world, uh, six, seven, eight years ago, we were at a, uh, uh, a musical event and, and they had some booths of, and, and there was a pure water uh, company out of Pompton, out of Pompton Lakes. And, was it Pompton and, Lakes or Pompton Plains? One of them. I don't know. I yeah. always get mixed up. Um, yeah, me too. I was getting mixed up, but anyway, they came down here and put up, put in a, a filter, a, a major filter uh, in our. Oh yeah, yeah. And and uh, and that's why I drink water like crazy, and I presume it's pretty good to drink. Uh, overwhelming. Uh, an off. I have to ask you an off-topic uh, question. I think you'll like it. A completely off-topic, just to take a deep breath. Uh, it's a one-word answer. You you may or may not uh, answer it. But uh, it's a Calvin question. I like it. So here it is, Mark. Um, excluding family or friends, uh, somebody you'd like to, somebody living or dead, you'd like to spend a day with. Oh, there are so many. <laughs> well, you could you could throw in a few. There's no rules here. Um, uh, I, I would I would love to. I would love to have have an afternoon talking to um, uh, what's her name? She wrote in the Shadow of Man, the the primatologist. Jane? No. Jane, Jane Goodall. Jane yeah. Goodall. Okay. I, I've read some of her books when I was studying animal behavior. The lady was is brilliant. Yep. I would love to talk with her for a while. Um, I would love to um, spend some time talking to Beethoven, though I imagine I'd have to get him drunk in order to keep him under control. Uh, <laughs> Um, I've I have spoken with Jeff Beck, um, who was who is a really cool guy. Um, I, I had the good fortune of meeting him uh, one night after a show, and um, I would love to speak with David Gilmore from Pink Floyd um, because I, I, I there isn't anybody on the planet that can hear his guitar and say, "Oh, that's that's you know," and and not know that it's David Gilmore. <laughs> you know, he's he's such a um, the, the, the way he held the thing, it was just, you know, the, the sound that he produced were unbelievable. And, and Roger Waters as well, because Roger Waters wrote some of the some of the most amazing lyrics, you know, in the world. But so did Bernie Taupin, who wrote Elton John's lyrics very yeah. early in his career. You, you have that down here. Yep. Yep. Yeah. El, Elton John was a huge influence on my on my piano playing. I used to I used to sit with a fake book and try and rip him off when I was a wow. kid. I, wow. I would love to talk with him as well, you know. There's, like I said, there's so many. I, I, yes, of course. So <laughs> no, no, you gave a really good picture. By the way, you, it's funny. You said Beethoven. You're a music guy. Uh, whenever I'm having really bad time, you know, down about this, the environment, whatever. Uh, oh, yeah. I put, I, I, put, I put on Ode to Jory. Yes. And and I marvel at that. The I, I marvel at that piece of music. It is unbelievable. It is what it can do to the soul and to your spirit. Yeah, you let it. My goodness, uh, and and that's the power of music. It's unbelievable. It's um, when when I listen to it, and, and I listen to it fairly regularly. Um, when I listen to it, it strikes me as a long conversation. You know, because because in the beginning, you know, when when you're young and that kind of thing, it's really, really bombastic, you know, and then and then it mellows out, you know, in, in, in middle age. And the, the, the adagio is absolutely beautiful. It's haunting, you know, and then it starts 
ramping up to go to go into the into the climactic movements of the of of the song, and, and you 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 can't help but think of what was going on in his life and what was going on in his mind, you know, while while he was playing that, and and the story about him walking around screaming the melody for the for the ode to joy, is, is true, you know, he wow. he literally walked around again. Na, 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 na. <laughs> he literally did that yeah. <laughs> and everybody thought he'd lost his mind until they heard it wow. you know until they heard the whole thing you know until they heard the development of it you know and what we do musically is kind of like symphonies because we're writing in this case a two and a half hour show one under the other you know and, and every, all the themes have to be pulled through it all has to make sense when you get to the end <laughs> well I think that's a great way to kind of wrap. Uh, you and I could, and, and, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, we uh, we haven't even scratched the surface, uh, uh, and and so uh, it, it is a great way to kind of. Um, uh, I mean, we're going to do more with Water Inc. As yeah. time goes on, you'll come back. Uh, I'm aboard because I'm such a believer, and and and. Uh, we're 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 almost we're very informal here, so you can you, you can uh, say to Chris, we're we're almost done. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, no. that was <laughs> it's fine. So uh, I I can't thank you enough. Uh, uh, yeah, for being here and for your energy, your passion for for Water Inc. for everything uh, to be continued, Mark. I really really believe everybody's put here for a reason, and for a long time i wondered what mine was because you know th things happen in your life and you're like what the hell did that come from you know kind of a thing it only is it's only been until like the last five or eight years that i've really realized what the why of me is there and and this is it you know this is it because i can i can with this show affect change yes um, and and i will die trying believe me i i my wife knows me you know she says if i had an indian name it would be dog with a rag because once I get my teeth into something, I don't let go. Um, would you do me a favor? Yeah, sure. Spread that GoFundMe link around. Uh, I will. Oh, by the way, I'll spread it all around. Uh, I'm a good spreader. Uh, and, and it's funny, I swear, I was out in the backyard getting some vitamin D into my body. Uh, and, and I was looking up to the cumulus clouds and, and, and trying to, and I too had a reckoning. I swear, like a couple hours ago, why i'm here you know you yeah. ever wonder why you're here it's kind of heavy and spiritual but I, I i thought the same thing i kind of know why i'm here um and and i'll listen i'm going to spread this all around because uh, i'm so aboard uh and you, i appreciate you, oh no uh, uh i'm so bored i can't wait to actually you know hear the water ink but uh i'll have all the all the I'll have everything for everybody and you'll come back as often as you want. And we Yeah, we should probably continue this at you know at, at, an, at another interview. We I, will. I got, so <laughs> no, we will. <laughs> we're, so we're gonna do a wrap. You're gonna come back. Uh I'm gonna stop the recording. Uh okay. stay around for one second. Okay. Uh, thank you, Mark. Have a great weekend. Thank you. And you have a great weekend. And believe me, we'll we'll be in touch because I yes. need all that. Yeah. You're gonna get it. <laughs>